This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, I'm Taylor the Bird Michelle. And I'm Kami Kiwi Okamura. And welcome to Kiwi and the Bird, Book Nerds in Session, where we give glowing book reviews and dive deep into the stories we read. We score the books we read on a unique scale of one to seven. One means literal trash. Seven means fangirl mania. And all the levels in between have some sort of book pun in the title. If you like our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the series and follow us on social media at Kiwi and the Bird. And now, on to the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of Kiwi and the Bird, Book Nerds in Session. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. In today's episode, we're giving a non-spoiler review about the one and only The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adia. The Wrath and the Dawn is a YA fantasy novel told through multiple perspectives. It is also the first book in a duology. Now, The Wrath and the Dawn tells the story of a murderous boy king who's known for killing his brides every morning at sunrise, and 16-year-old Shahrazad, the girl who plans to kill him. After her best friend falls victim to the said ruler, Shahrazad volunteers to be the caliph's next bride. In order to survive the night, she plans to captivate her new husband with stories that cannot be told in one night, thus procuring her another day to enact her revenge. But while Shahrazad's plan has yet to fail her, there is a complication she never expected. Her developing feelings for the boy king who killed the person closest to her. She'll have to decide which is more important, her heart or her revenge. Now, Shahrazad Shazi is a 16-year-old protagonist in The Wrath and the Dawn. Ambitious, she infiltrates the palace with wonderfully veiled insults, as well as a fierce determination that will not wither, even in the face of the man who could possibly kill her. What I loved most about Shazi was the fact that she was so determined and so ambitious, and that just never seemed to fade throughout the book. Yes, yeah, she had such a power to her. No matter what was thrown her way, she handled it and she overcame it. And I felt that in the story that she actually had control over what was happening. She was guiding the plot. The thing with her that I loved especially was her, her just increments of sass that she would bring in her lines of dialogue. Oh, I mean, if you insulted her, be prepared for the greatest comeback of all time. I mean, you couldn't. For your own reputation, you could not go after her because she would just ruin you. No, she was a strong woman who knew her place mm -hmm. and knew that it was a place that was over you. She may be short, but she has power. She has power. Now, Shazi has to face off against the one and the only boy king himself, Khalid, though he may often be mistaken for an old camel by the other characters in the story. Khalid is an 18-year-old sharp-minded individual who has a reason and a purpose for everything he says and does. Now, what that description does not include is that Khalid is sexy. Sexy AF. Mm-hmm. Not only in what he does, but his presence has such a power. Every time he walks into the room, I can feel it through the pages. It's actually quite magnificent. What I loved most about him was the fact that in even in the first words of his description, you could tell that there was more to him than what everyone thought. He has such an undercurrent of emotion that it just stays with him in every single scene, whether the author touches on it or not. He was a good character, a very good brooding character in a way, 
but also a sensitive to Shahrazad and to the people closest to him. I also enjoyed the fact that he was multidimensional. I did not feel he was a flat character. He was the perfect opposition to Shahrazad in her sharp tongue. If anything, he just gave it right back. Oh, oh if you know what I mean. <laughs> now, opposing Khalid is Shahrazad's childhood friend, Tariq who wants nothing more than to save Shahrazad from the same fate that befalls the Brides of the Caliph. With a determination rivaling Shazi's, he also possesses an inexplicable charm and an alluring persuasion about him that would call any listener to drop arms and go to war. I liked Tariq for the reason that he is similar to Khalid, but also different. For Tariq, he's, a mu he's much more open about things. You can see his heart on his sleeve. And when he likes you, he lets you know. He's very upfront about his feelings. I loved the perspective that Tariq brought to the story. He reminds us, the readers, that there is a murderous boy king here and that brides have fallen to him, that every, every dawn someone has been killed and that someone, Tariq, is going to do something about it. He's determined to do it. He is determined to do it and he isn't afraid to do it by himself either. I will also add that Tariq delivers such a delicious tension to the story that oh. it will keep you turning pages for years. I also think he's just as sexy as Khalid. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Now the Wrath and the Dawn mostly takes place in a stone and marble palace and the desert strewn cities of the country of Coruscant. I love the fact that she put her story into the setting because it's not one that you see a lot in pop culture. Mm -hmm. You don't really see ancient Iran and like the Middle East. You don't really see stories about that. And I love that she brought that into her story. I also think Renee, the author, brought to life this world. She made it enchanting. I felt like I was there. I wanted to go there. She really brought a sort of magic to Persian culture that I think all readers will enjoy. Her writing style was great for this story because of her descriptions of the setting, but also of her characters. Yes, one of the things that I think Renee does really well is that she is able to keep the story moving all while keeping these beautiful descriptions inside her story. Yeah, she also has a very good dialogue between her characters. I The dialogue was some of my favorite parts. It was sharp, it was to the point, and it held so much emotion in it and so many hidden things, so many double meanings that it made the story all the more magical. What I loved most about this series was the tension that the author built up between the characters. My favorite scenes were the ones with the interactions of multiple characters. Just the way that she built it up with her descriptions, just the words that the characters actually said, the meanings behind it that were placed beforehand, all of it made the tension so satisfying. I would say there are probably three core storylines she was playing with here. And I think she weaved them together so well that when they all collided, it was just fantastic. There was so much tension. There were so many unsaid things. I loved how the reader knew what was going on between all the characters and yet most of the characters didn't. I thought that was so magical. I think if you're someone who loves love triangles, if you're someone who loves tension, if you're someone who loves an enemy to lovers romance, as well as a setting that is not typically seen or portrayed in YA fiction, I think The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adia is definitely the story for you. Yeah, I think if you love interactions between characters and just looking at these different people who have opposing views or don't know 
the same things, just coming together for a deliciously tensed up conversation. is It's a great story. It's a great book for you to read. Now, here at Kiwi and the Bird, we have a unique rating scale that we use to judge the books we read. It goes from one to seven. One means literal trash, and seven means fangirl mania. Kami, if you had to rate The Wrath of the Dawn by Renee Adia, what rating would you give this book? So I would rate this book between five, that's feeling myself, and six, which is it was literary. I would give The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adia a six, which is also a it was literary because I think the story was fantastic. I put it between a five and a six because I did really enjoy it, but it didn't quite live up to it was literary for me. To sum up, The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adia is a story intertwined with tension and murderous intent. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our first ever book recommendation episode, The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adia. We hope that you will join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about The Wrath and the Dawn. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh, happens.